All right, we'll try it one more time. Good evening, everybody. All right. Well, praise the Lord. Great to see you all tonight. Great to be together and anticipating wonderful time in the Lord's presence tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. Would you stand up with me tonight? And we're going to go ahead and give some glory and praise to the only one who deserves it all. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we come into your presence tonight with great anticipation, Father. Lord, we come hungry and confident in this, that those that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. Hallelujah. And Lord, as the scripture says, that we've all been made to drink of one spirit. Lord, it's our desire in this place tonight to drink of your spirit, to drink that living water tonight. Hallelujah. To be refreshed on the inside, to be anointed with fresh oil tonight. So, Father, thank you for moving in this place and doing everything that you desire to do. Lord, this, is, this whole gathering here tonight is about one thing. It's about you doing what you desire to do inside of us. And, Lord, if that is accomplished tonight, there's no other greater purpose. There's no other greater mission that we have but that one mission right there. And so, Lord, we thank you for it. We give you glory and praise tonight. Father, for anything that you do tonight and anything that you say and anything that you accomplish tonight, we're just going to go ahead and say thank you in advance. We're going to rejoice in advance. We're going to do what faith does. We're not waiting for the wall to fall. We're shouting while the wall's still up. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We thank you in advance for all that you're doing in this place tonight. Father, we thank you, O oh God, that you are so good and so kind and so gracious to us. And Father, I pray that, that we can disconnect, disconnect from the day, disconnect from the events of the day, from the cares of the day. Thank you, Lord, that we can come into your presence with, with such, a, uh, uh, such a connection to you, uh, one that's so strong that, Lord, everything else is, is trivial. Everything else is small in comparison to the greatness of our connection with your word, with your spirit in this place tonight. Father, thank you for that. We honor you. We, we believe that Jesus and Jesus alone will be lifted up in our midst. Hallelujah. And that the results will be great and long lasting. Because Lord, when you do work, you don't do temporary things. You, you don't do things that are flashed in the pan, as the saying goes. Lord, when you do work, it's long lasting. It bears fruit that remains. And Father, that's what we're looking for, Lord. Fruit that remains from what, as a result of everything you're doing here tonight. So thank you, Lord, for hearing us. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for hearing us. We believe you hear us. And because we believe you hear us, we know that we have the petitions we desire of you tonight. And let all the church say, Amen. Glory to God. Greet somebody before you take a seat. Say, it's good to see you. Praise the Lord. Good to see you, my brother. All right. Well, my table here is moving a little bit tonight. But that's all right. 
If I start spinning like a DJ, you know why? Hey, praise the Lord. All right. Well, hey, great to see you all. We have been uh, in in the middle of this is our fourth Wednesday that we've done this. Uh, Two Wednesdays in February, two Wednesdays here in March, talking about the uh, learning the flows of the Holy Spirit. And uh, uh, one thing that happened towards the end of uh, last week's service is that I was just about to close out the night and, um, you know, we were going to say amen and go home and that was it. And the Lord, uh, shall we say, placed me under arrest, if I could use such a term. (laughs) He could place you under arrest not because you... You, you broke the law or anything like that. You, you just know, well, stop, drop, and listen. God wants to say something. And, and I knew right in my heart, right at the end of last week's service, that we needed to take tonight's service in the direction of uh, talking about and ministering the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And, of course, uh, where we've uh, started off as our main scriptures for this, uh, teaching about learning to, the, the various flows of the Holy Spirit. We started in John 7. That's been one of, one of the main ones, the main one. John chapter 7. Uh, we we'll start with verse 37 where Jesus said, On the last day of the great day of the feast, he stood and cried out, saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke concerning the spirit whom those believing in him would receive for the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. So Jesus talked about the Holy Spirit in terms of a flowing river and not just a flowing river. He used the term rivers, which means that uh, the, the flows of God can be varied. The flows of God can uh, not just always be the same way. And I'm glad he doesn't always do it the same way. I'm glad that he's got a, a, a variety of the way he does things. And I want to get to taste them all. How about you? Hallelujah. Ephesians 4 verse 30 is another one of those main verses that we've looked at where it says, And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. And then also 1 Thessalonians 5, starting with 16, where it says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the Spirit. Do not despise prophecies. Test all things and hold fast what is good. And that idea of not quenching the spirit means that you don't uh, extinguish. Like, you, you know, we hear about fire extinguishers. What do fire extinguishers do? They put out the fire. They extinguish the fire. We don't want to extinguish him. We don't want to suppress him. We don't want to stifle him where there's something he's wanting to do. And we're not uh, allowing that river to flow. We're trying to, to dam the river. You understand? You know, it blocked the flow of the river. That's, no, 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 never. Lord, may that be far from us. We don't want to do anything to block the flow of the river. 
We only want to be those who fully cooperate with the flow of the river. Amen. And what, what, what happened last week that, that is significant to what we're doing tonight is that, uh, uh, the, the Lord just, uh, in the middle of talking about the flow of prayer, uh, the Lord stirred us up very much in regards to, uh, the fact that in order to go where we need to get to individually and as a church, praying only in our known language is not going to cut it. Oh Lord, praying only in your known language. Now there's nothing wrong with praying in your known language, but that alone is not going to cut it. In order to get to where we need to get to, it's going to go ahead and take and, and take people who have received the gift of the Holy Spirit and in the same way as they did in the book of Acts here in what I like to call Acts 29, the chapter that's still being written and continuing. Hey, that we would go ahead and be able to flow in that same way and pray in that same way. Pray in the spirit, otherwise known as praying in other tongues. And the, the supernatural uh, means that God has given us to get things done. Get things done that need to get done. Pray things out that need to be prayed about. When we were talking about uh, the verse in 1 Corinthians 14 that, that said that he who speaks in an unknown tongue speaks mysteries. One of the things we said last week was one of the biggest mysteries that you could ever pray about is your future. You may know something about your past. You may not know every detail, but you got a pretty good picture of it. And you may know your present, but something about the future. Woo! There's a whole lot about the future that, that, that we don't know. I mean, you, you know, you look around and, and you, you don't know what's going to happen to your bank next week. Come on now. So the, 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 you don't know what's going to happen with, with uh, uh, geopolitical situations around the world. There's a whole lot we don't know about the future. But by praying in the spirit, we can actually pray out the future before it comes. And we talked about that being an aspect of the nature of God, even as it was revealed in the life of Abraham, where, where God identified him, uh, himself as uh, Jehovah Jireh, the Lord who sees. And actually what it means is that he sees ahead provision that you're going to need at a certain time and where you're going to need it. And he goes ahead in time to make sure that that provision is there, just like he did by providing a ram on top of Mount Moriah at the right place at the right time to be sacrificed instead of Abraham's son Isaac. Praise the Lord. But you see, here's the thing. That being a characteristic of God and the way he does things. Hallelujah. Uh, the, there's something about the, the need for us to understand that that's what he wants to do through us in prayer. That in prayer, we're, we're actually allowing the spirit of God to go ahead and prepare things for us that we don't even know need to be prepared. That we're sending them ahead to be able to go ahead and get things done and, and to blaze the trail that we don't even know needs to be blazed. 
but he knows. And by means of praying in the spirit, you can be here in March of 2023 and something's getting done that that you're going to need when it comes to June 2023 or maybe 2024. The ability in the spirit. And and here's the thing. Besides the future, we also talked about an, an example of how praying in the spirit could deal with something that just needed to be dealt with right at the moment. We talked about that man who woke up with an urge to pray and he didn't know what he was praying about and found out a little bit later that his stepdaughter was at the station nightclub on the night of the fire. Glory to God. That wasn't about the future. That was about something that was going on at the moment. But to him, it was a mystery. He didn't know that there was a fire. He didn't know his stepdaughter was there. But the Holy Spirit alerted him with with an urge to pray about something that he could not know mentally, but he knew it in his spirit. And that's where God's taken us is to a place where we are more aware of spiritual things than we've ever been before. Because you can do all right praying in your understanding. There's some things you know need to be prayed about every day and scripture that you know to stand on every day. But the thing is, is that there's a, that there's extra steps and there's places that you cannot go by those means. Despite how blessed it is to be able to pray the word and speak the word, there's ways of praying that you cannot do. There's things that can be addressed in prayer that can't be addressed in any other way except by praying in the spirit, praying out the mysteries that are mysteries to you, but are not mysteries to God. Hallelujah. So I want to talk about tonight receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit. And it is basic and, and as simple as, as we can do. Talk about receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit because this is so key to us going where we need to go in God. And there, there's two words that, that I want to emphasize. First of all, the word receiving. And secondly, the word gift. <laughs> receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit. First of all, the word receiving, and secondly, the word gift. So, Braden, I'm going to mess with you. This is my iPhone. So just remember that, because I need to get it back. <laughs> so anyway, see that pretty lady there? Yeah. I, I like her. You know, I, I'm going to keep her forever. Amen. Come on, man. So anyway, I want to go ahead and give you my iPhone. All right. Ready? Yes, sir. So this is the act of giving. That's the act of receiving. Yes. All right. And now I'm going to go ahead and receive it back. Thank you. Brother. <laughs> but but how difficult was that? Did that seem difficult? Was there anything about that that seemed complicated? Well, let's not complicate it when it comes to the spirit. Let's not complicate it when it comes to spiritual things. Receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit is not complicated. As a matter of fact, it's very simple. Now, we're going to go through some things step by step tonight. And then at the end of our time together, we're going to pray for anybody who has not yet received the Holy Spirit 
the, the been baptized in the Holy Spirit is another term you may have heard. Uh, you, you know that, that you've not, uh, you, you've not prayed in, in your prayer language. You've not prayed in unknown tongues before and, and, and you want to. Boy, I tell you what, what a night this is going to be for you. I believe it. So let's get started on this track. Galatians 3, 2. It says this. This only I want to learn from you. Did you receive the spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Now, the, the thing that Paul was addressing with uh, the Galatians was to get them to stop thinking about, uh, uh, you know, after going with the, the grace of God and doing things by faith, that they were starting to revert back to having to do things by terms of the law and uh, crossing out the to-do list. And so Paul was bringing correction to the church and saying, you guys are going the wrong direction. You started right. Who's fooling you to start going this way where instead of going by faith in God, that you think you need to go by rules and regulations and the law. And so Paul brought correction to the church in that way. But here he's talking about receiving the spirit by what? By the hearing of faith. All right. So we're talking about receiving the spirit by the hearing of faith. Let's go to verse five. Same chapter. Galatians three, verse five. Therefore, he who supplies the spirit to you or the the, uh, original King James says he who ministers the spirit to you uh, and works miracles among you. Does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? So once again, you, you hear about receiving the spirit, not by the works of the law, but by the hearing of faith and the one who ministers the spirit to you. How does he do that? Is he doing that by the works of the law or is he doing that by the hearing of faith? In both cases, hearing the hearing of faith is the right answer. Are you with me? Now, the hearing of faith sounds very similar to a, a, a verse in Romans chapter 10 which everybody needs to know because it's vital. Romans 10 and verse 17 says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So if you hear what the word of God says about the Holy Spirit, faith comes to you to receive the Holy Spirit. You see that? What you hear, faith comes. Faith comes by hearing the word of God. So the people in Galatia who received the spirit received it by the hearing of faith. They heard the word about the spirit of God. Faith came to them by what they heard. And with their faith, they reached out and received. The person who ministered the spirit to them or supplied the spirit to them. He didn't do it by the works of the law, but by the hearing of faith. Spoke the word, taught the word regarding the Holy Spirit. People heard the word. Faith came to them by what they heard. And with their faith, they reached out and received the Holy Spirit. That's not hard, is it? Hey, hey, hallelujah. Let's keep going. All right. 
Thank you, Lord. Galatians 3, we're still right there. But further down in the chapter, Christ has redeemed us. Verse 13, this is Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, curse is everyone who hangs on the tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit. And how do you receive it? Through faith. So there, there's multiple pieces of the puzzle that we're putting together here. First of all, that when you hear, faith comes by what you hear. So when you hear the word of God regarding the Holy Spirit and the fact that he's a gift from God and the fact that he's available to you for you, that you can receive him. That he's not far from you. He's not playing hide and seek with you. He is a gift from God to you that God intends for you to receive. When you hear that, faith comes. And when you use your faith to reach out and receive, you receive from God. That's how we receive. We receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Glory to God. He made it easy. He didn't make it hard. Come on now. John 7, 39, we read this earlier, but now we're going to look at it now with, with this understanding that we have. But this, what Jesus previously said about the rivers of living water, he spoke concerning the spirit whom those believing in him would receive. Once again, that word receive. And who would receive it? Those believing in him. Hallelujah. Those who are believing in him, believing in his word, believing that Jesus is the son of God, believing that Jesus is Lord, having confessed with their mouth the lordship of Jesus, those people there would receive the Holy Spirit. Now, this is interesting, is that in the same way that it says here in John 7, that the Holy Spirit is... Uh, uh, is, is received by those who believe. Jesus also talked about people who would not and cannot receive the Holy Spirit, believe it or not. This is John 14. John 14, starting with 16, he said, I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. The Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. So this is an interesting thing that Jesus is stating. Uh, first of all, over in John 7, the explanation of what Jesus said is that he spoke this concerning the spirit that those who believe on him would receive. But then later on in the same gospel of John, Jesus made this statement uh, that the, the spirit of truth is one that the world cannot receive. So therefore, in order to receive the spirit in the way that Jesus is talking about here, one of the first things to do is to get out of the world. Now, that don't mean you leave the planet. But that means you leave kingdoms. <laughs> You're being translated out of the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of his dear son. Hallelujah. 
You're coming out of darkness into light. You're, you're coming out of the, uh, the, the kingdom of Satan and under the dominion of Satan. And then you're coming under the dominion of God Almighty. Hallelujah. So, so it's interesting that even though to a certain extent, somebody who is a non-believer, somebody who is in the world can receive the Holy Spirit to some extent. Otherwise, they couldn't be saved to begin with. You see that? The scripture actually says that no one can even call Jesus Lord except by the Holy Spirit. And calling Jesus Lord is certainly essential to salvation because the scripture declares that if you believe in your heart, the, the, uh, uh, that uh, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. So you see that. So it's interesting, as we see here, that uh, there's a dimension of the Spirit that somebody in the world could receive, otherwise they couldn't be saved to begin with, but there's also a dimension of the Spirit that the world cannot receive, because this dimension of the Spirit can only be received by one who is already a believer. All right. And this helps us understand why Paul would ask this kind of question in Acts chapter 19. Verse 1 and 2 says, And it happened while Paulus was at Corinth, that Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus, and finding some disciples, he said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? So they said to him, We have not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. Of course, these people were those who heard about John's baptism. They were baptized according to John the Baptist's baptism, and they heard about this one who would come. They heard John talk about the one who would come, who would baptize with the Holy Spirit and fire. But, but they, they moved back to Ephesus and hadn't heard anything since then. So Paul had to catch them up. <laughs> Paul had to fill them in of what happened since those good old days down by the Jordan River where John was. That, that the one that John talked about, the one that John predicted would come, did come. Hallelujah, and that being the Lord Jesus. But I want to say this to you. Um, it's a very interesting question that Paul would ask. Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? Because if, 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 uh, if that was just an obvious question, why would Paul ask the question? So he wasn't talking about, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the first work of the Holy Spirit inside of us through the new birth where we are born of the Spirit. Because obviously, if they, if they believed and they put their faith in the Lord Jesus, because he was asking this before he knew the whole story. He was asking this before he knew that they had only been baptized based on John's baptism and were not fully aware of Jesus. So he's asking this question, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And you know, you, you would think, why ask that question if the answer was so obvious? He wanted to know not whether they were born of the Spirit. He wanted to know if they were filled with the Spirit. Now, if you just settle that inside of you and, and know that, and, and so sometimes, you, you know, uh, I think about my wife very often. I have to think about her every day. But I mean, in terms of this particular um, uh, example that when she came to the Lord, she came to the Lord without having to unlearn a whole bunch of stuff, which is good 
Because, you know, God working with a uh, mostly blank slate, then, then the word that you hear and the impressions that God can uh, put on your heart, he doesn't have to break through old crusty tradition that's been sitting there for 50 years, 30 years, 40 years, 20 years, however long. Because old crusty tradition, wrong ways of thinking about God, boy, that's stuff that, that's tough to get off. And you think I've been in faith Christian center a long time. I'm doing good. Well, I'll tell you, there's still folks in faith Christian center that got to break off that crusty old tradition. And, and as the, the founder of the house used to say, that, that uh, those sacred cows make good hamburger meat, you know? Those sacred cows that you want to hold on to and not let go, those old ideas you want to hold on to and let go, time to fire up the grill, somebody. Praise the Lord. <laughs> hey. But, but, but the thing is, is that it's such a plus when you don't have to unlearn something. And one thing that some people have to unlearn is, is the idea that, that when you become born again, that that's all of the Holy Spirit there is, and that's that. But the Bible shows clearly uh, that, that, that that is not true. We see over in Acts chapter 8, that uh, uh, Philip preached Christ to the Samaritans and they received the word of God. And then what happened after that, by the way, we're not going to Acts 8 yet. I'm just referring to this here. Uh, so what, what, what happened is that he went and sent for Peter and John to come and, and to lay hands on them so that they would be uh, filled with the Holy Spirit. So that happened in Acts chapter 8. In Acts chapter 9, you see what happened to Saul, who we better know as Paul, who fell off his horse on the way to Damascus to murder Christians. And what happened? Jesus appeared to him. Blinding light, brighter than the noonday sun, and spoke to him. And he didn't recognize it was Jesus at first, but he had enough sense to say, whoever this is, he's Lord. <laughs> whoever this is, he just overpowered me, knocked me off my horse, and blinded me in the middle of the day. The light of him is brighter than the light of the sun. I think I'm going to call him Lord. So he said, who are you, Lord? And then the Lord identified himself. He said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. And then, so if you, if you would look at that, you could say, well, then technically speaking, Paul called Jesus his Lord. But if you have any doubt about that, if you go on a little bit more in the chapter, you see Ananias, who was a man who lived in Damascus, a disciple there that Jesus appeared to and sent him to go minister to Saul, who we better know as Paul. And when he went to him, you know what he said to him? He said, brother Saul. Isn't that interesting? Brother Saul. So here we are three days later and Ananias greets him and calls him brother. That is acknowledging that this man is not the old persecutor he used to be. He's not the old murderer he used to be. He is my brother now. I'd be afraid to be around him last week. Maybe he was thinking that. 
But right now, Jesus came and sent me on a mission to go see him. So I ain't going to be scared of him anymore. If Jesus said it, it's got to be true. You're not the murderer anymore. You're not the persecutor anymore. You're my brother now. And what did Jesus send him to do? That he would receive his sight? Because remember, he got blinded by the, the light. To receive his sight and to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And then over in uh, Acts chapter 10, uh, in, in that wonderful Italian household, headed up by Cornelius the Centurion, you, you've got uh, uh, a moment in time where uh, you've got the, the, the receiving, hearing the word, receiving the word, and receiving the Holy Spirit all wrapped up in just a, a bundle. I mean, they got so excited about things. God got so excited about things that he didn't even wait for Peter to stop preaching. The scripture actually says that while Peter was still speaking, the Holy Spirit fell on those Gentiles. Hallelujah. So here's the thing. Bottom line, there is an experience with the Holy Spirit in the new birth when you're born again. But there's an experience beyond that that's called being filled with the Holy Spirit, being baptized in the Holy Spirit. That is something that God wants for you. That's something that God wants for every believer. What comes with that wonderful package? What comes with that wonderful gift? Acts 1.8 says this, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Power. And what else? And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. So Jesus, in terms of the Holy Spirit coming upon us, he says that you receive power and you will be witnesses. Which is an interesting thought because Jesus talked about the water in two ways. One, he talked about that spring of living water, that, that well of, of living water springing up into everlasting life. Remember that? He talked about the, the well, but then he talked about the river. Well, I got to tell you, this sounds a whole lot like the river because the well springing up inside of you is good for you. But when the river's flowing out of you, that's good for everybody around you. And you see here that when the, the Holy Spirit would come upon them and they would receive power, what would happen? They would be witnesses. There would be something going out of them that would be impacting the people around them. Hallelujah. And I got to tell you, God wants for us both the well and the river. He wants you to be able to drink from the well and have the well do something for you. But he wants the river flowing out of you to do something for somebody else. Praise the Lord, somebody. This is so important. I got to tell you, I, I, want, I, I want both. I want to go ahead and drink from that well, but I want that river to flow. I got to tell you, God cares about people. God cares about people. You know, you've got your own version of Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and the end of the earth. You've got your own version of your hometown and, and your region and then that other region that you don't like to drive through. See, Israelites didn't like driving through Samaria. Not that they were driving back then anyhow, but they didn't like walking through it or riding their donkey or mule or horse through it. Forget about that. They didn't like the Samaritans. But what happened? When the Holy Ghost came upon them, there was something inside of them 
than wanted to be a witness even to people that they weren't typically fond of. Hallelujah. You see what God will do? God will, by the power of the Holy Spirit, knock all kind of stuff out of your life. I mean, even to the point where he got these Jewish guys thinking about Samaritans. Where previously in the gospel, James and John wanted to call down fire on a group of Samaritans because they did not receive Jesus when he came to town. And now what Jesus is saying, now you're going to be a witness to those same guys you used to want to fry. (laughs) Hallelujah. Thank God. That's the the power uh, of the Holy Spirit. That's the change that happens in a person when they're baptized in the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. They start becoming uh, filled with the heart of God for people. That's why they're wanting to be witnesses because they're starting to care for people. They're starting to think about people's eternal destinies and not be satisfied with me and my little group and us four and no more, but starting to think about people that, that are lost, people that are dying, and the, the fire of the Holy Spirit can burn you to the point where, where you say, I got to do something about this. I am not equipped to do it on my own, but now by the Spirit of God, I am equipped and I'm going to go do what he's sending me to do. Hallelujah. Let's go to Acts 8. We referred to this a few minutes ago. It says that the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God. Imagine that. We were just talking about Samaria. Hey, see that? Philip preached Christ right there in Samaria. They received the word of God. And they uh, called on Peter and John uh, to, to come down and pray for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. Once again, what's that big word? Receive. And in these scriptures we're reading tonight, two big words you see. Receive, gift. Receive, gift. Receive, gift. Let's look a, bit, a, a little bit more in the same chapter, starting with verse 18. Simon, now this Simon is not Simon Peter. This is a guy called Simon the Sorcerer. He was there in Samaria. He was one of the people that that was uh, uh, excited about uh, Philip's crusade that he just had and uh, his meeting that he just had. And and he was caught up in the the excitement of what was going on. And so uh, it says that when Simon saw that through the laying on of the apostles' hands, The Holy Spirit was given. Once again, we're talking about receiving gift, receiving gift, receiving gift. So this terminology is throughout the scripture. The Holy Spirit was given. So what did he do? He offered them money. And he said this, give me this power also that anyone on whom I lay hands may receive the Holy Spirit. But Peter said to him, your money perished with you because you thought that the gift of God could be purchased with money. So obviously, Simon the sorcerer, you know, he did not have a right heart behind what he was doing. He he was trying to go ahead and and turn something that was a holy thing and and a God moment and turn it into a money-making something. Oh boy. Somebody 
whether in the room or by live stream, the, the, the Holy Spirit is warning you about your heart when it comes to money. Because money in itself is not a bad thing, certainly not. It's not money that's the root of all evil, it's the love of money that's the root of all evil. But the Holy Spirit's warning you about where your heart is when it comes to money. Because you've made decisions that are based on money and not based on the Lord. Decisions that are based on where you can make the most as opposed to being in the place where you know God wants you to be. But if you correct it, there's good days ahead. But if you don't, the Lord is warning you that that's going to go ahead and be a big major downfall in your life. Heed the warning of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. So here's this guy who, who's trying to do things based on money. And, and obviously Peter got all over him for that. But, but the point that I want you to see apart from that is that in these verses here, starting with 18, you see the, um, if you go back to 18 real quick, the Holy Spirit was given. In verse 19, you see the term may receive the Holy Spirit. Verse 20, the gift of God. So once again, this terminology being very strong throughout Scripture, receive gift, receive gift. Someone say it with me. Receive gift, receive gift. Go to Acts 2. Acts 2, and it says, Peter said to them, repent. Let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift. Receive the gift. Receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are far off, as many as the Lord our God will call. And it's interesting is that the reference to the promise uh uh, it is, this is in the book of Acts, the last time you see it, that term, the promise. In Luke chapter 24, Jesus talked about wait in Jerusalem for the promise of the Father. Acts chapter 1, right about verse 4, he's once again states, wait for the promise of the Father. And then you have here the reference to the promise and it talks about who the promise is for. It's for you, those people that were there, their children, and to all who are far off, as many as the Lord our God will call. Well, whether you were there, not none of you were there, or whether you might be their children or not, we don't know that. Are you far off? Oh yeah, you're far off geographically and in time. You are far off. But then it says, as many as the Lord our God will call. If you weren't in any of the cat, of the other categories, you're in that category. You're one of the ones that the Lord has called. And so therefore, the promise is for you. Hallelujah. But what I want to show you is that this term, the promise, the promise eventually became the gift. Because that promise became a provision. That promise came. That promise manifested and showed up on the day of Pentecost. The Holy Spirit came. 
Hallelujah. And then uh, you, you, you see a, a change in terminology. After that point there of Acts chapter 2 and Peter making that statement, the only time that I know of in Scripture where you hear about the promise of the Spirit again is where what we read earlier in Galatians 3 about that you would receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. But what do you see a whole lot of as we've been reading tonight? You see a whole lot of terminology about receiving the gift, receiving the gift, receiving the gift. So you see the promise was made, but when the promise is provided, hey, hey, now we're going out of the realm of promise because the promise is something that is yet still out there. The promise is still out there. But, but when a promise becomes a provision, it's not a promise anymore. When, when, you, when you go from the promise to the keeping of the promise, to the manifestation of the promise, to the promise showing up, it's no longer a promise. It's now a provision, or you can say it's now a gift. The gift has been given. So now, let's go ahead and keep on looking at some more of these scriptures with this kind of terminology that he's talking about. Acts 10. Start with verse 45. This is Peter at uh, Cornelius' house. And those of the circumcision who believed were astonished, as many as came with Peter, because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. How did they know that the gift of the Holy Spirit was given? Because they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Now, we're going to look at another verse, which is Peter retelling what happened at Cornelius' house. And looking at it in the light of his own Holy Spirit experience. This is Acts 11. The words of Peter. And as I began to speak, the Holy Spirit fell upon them as upon us at the beginning. Verse 16, then I remembered the word of the Lord, how he said, John indeed baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Now, verse 17, if therefore God gave them the same gift as he gave us when we believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I that I could withstand God? God gave them the same gift as he gave us. Receive the gift. Someone say it with me. Receive the gift. God gave them the same gift as he gave us. Hallelujah. Now, it also said verse 15. If you go back to verse 15 there real quick. The Holy Spirit fell upon them as upon us at the beginning. So here we are years later, years after the day of Pentecost. But Peter was saying that what just happened to these guys is clearly the same thing that happened to us back in the beginning. What happened to them in the beginning? Let's take a look at it. Acts 2, starting with verse 1. And it says, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. 
Then there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire, and one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. The very same thing that happened to them in the beginning, Peter said that's the same thing that happened to them right there in that Italian household. Now, you might say, well, what should I expect when hands are laid on me tonight? What should I expect? Should I expect the Holy Spirit to come and take me over and make me do something? Well, if you read this last verse that we just still up there, it said they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So what did the Spirit do? The Spirit gave them utterance. The Spirit gave them words. But the Spirit did not do the speaking. Who was doing the speaking? They did the speaking. So you can't expect that the Holy Spirit is going to come and make you do something. No, as a matter of fact, the Holy Spirit comes upon you. The Holy Spirit puts that utterance inside of you. But, but there's no word spoken till you speak. See, this is yielding to him. This is flowing with him. You see, when he places those words inside of you, if we were to stifle them and say, well, I don't know, that might be, is that me? Is that him? Is that the devil? See, see, if, if we get into a zone like that, you know what's happening? We're stifling him. We're quenching him. We're suppressing him. Because I'm going to show you how to settle that issue tonight. You know, that issue with how do I know it's me or if, if it's me or if it's God or, or the devil's getting involved somehow. People have a concern about that. But Jesus had already said something that would totally clear up that issue and set you free from that concern. But, but here uh, uh, we see that it was the people there in the room, the 120 followers of Jesus that were gathered together in that room, they're the ones who spoke. And I believe uh, uh, it was Oral Roberts where somebody said to him at one point in time, do you think that you can just go ahead and, you know, they, they heard him preach and, and talk to him after the service. You think you can just speak in tongues whenever you want to, like you're turning God on and off? Hey, <laughs> And his answer was one of the greatest. He said, no, I'm not turning God on and off because he's always on. I'm turning me on and off. Because what did Paul say? Uh, he didn't say that, that, that God will make me pray in the spirit and God will make me pray in the understanding. No, he said in 1 Corinthians 14, he said, I will pray in the spirit and I will pray in the understanding also. That means that once the Holy Spirit has come upon you, this is not a one-time deal where it's like, yeah, I remember that night in 2023, I spoke in tongues, praise the Lord. As though that that was it. I spoke in tongues once, hey, praise the Lord, that felt good. But no, this is intended by God to be a constant flow, a constant flow in prayer, a constant flow to build you up and charge you up. You need charging. Everybody, if you got your phone in your hand, hold your phone up. You know about charging, right? Hey, 
charging often. Well, I got to tell you, whether you've got uh, the right cable or not, or or, or whether there's uh, a, a connection close by or not, you can charge your spirit at any time. By praying in the spirit, you can charge your spirit at any time. And remember, I told you that I can show you a way where the concern about whether this is Jesus, whether this is you, whether this is the devil. How do I know that I'm getting the real thing? Jesus has already addressed your concern. That's the last verse we're looking at tonight before we minister the Holy Spirit to you. Luke chapter 11. Words of Jesus. Verse 9 will start. So I say to you, ask and who will be given to you? Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. And he who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. If a son asks for bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? And then Jesus nailed it right here. If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Jesus was saying, you ask for the real thing, you get the real thing. You ask for the Holy Spirit, you're not going to go ahead and ask for a fish and get a serpent. You know, your, your father's not going to go ahead and give you something that is not good for you or something opposite of what you asked for. You ask for the Holy Spirit, you get the Holy Spirit. The Father will give you exactly what you ask for when you come ready to receive in faith. You've heard the word tonight. Hallelujah. Are you ready to receive? I said, are you ready to receive? Well, if you have not yet been Filled with the Holy Spirit. If you've not yet received the Holy Spirit, but you see it in the word tonight, you see that this is for you. You are hungry for him and you want everything he's got. If you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, I want you to come down here tonight and we're going to go ahead and lay our hands on you just like they did in scripture. So if that's you. Don't hesitate. Don't think twice. This is what we're here for. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to wait for you for a minute because this is what we're here for. And then depending uh, if anybody comes, we've got something else we want to do tonight as we're closing out. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory to God forever. Go ahead and praise him with me. Hallelujah. 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 Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. My friends. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Please stand right over here. George, good to see you. God bless you, man. Judy, God bless you. All right. Thank you, Lord. And, and you know what? There, there may be some who, in, in the way that I talked about a few minutes ago, you said, oh, yeah, I, I prayed in the spirit back then, you know, and it, it felt good. But but I, I've not been uh, enjoying the regular flow I'm supposed to experience. 
Well, come on, come on, come on. We're going to go ahead and stir up the gift. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Uh, if that's you, come on down. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory to God. You know, he loves you so much. And he's the giver of every good and perfect gift. Think about that. God bless you guys. Thanks for coming tonight. My brother, thank you for coming. God bless you. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. I tell you, there is just something about the, 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 the heart that God has for all of his kids. Yes. He's got such a big heart. Yes. He's a giver. Yes. This is a gift yes. from your daddy yes. for you. Yes. And all you got to do is receive. Hallelujah. Yes. So let's see. Uh, so I know we got some people here to speak English. George, I know you speak Spanish. But, but here's the thing. What we're going to do, is we're going to praise the Lord for a little bit. And you can praise the Lord in English for a little bit or in Spanish for a little bit. But there's going to come a time when we're not going to go ahead and, and speak anymore in our known language. We're, we're going to go ahead and, and, and uh, as, as we lay hands on you and say, receive the Holy Spirit tonight. He's going to go ahead and give you the gift. All you got to do is receive it. And those words that will not make sense to your mind because they're not, it's not a mental language. You, you know the languages you know. But the language that the Holy Spirit's giving you tonight is not one that you know. It's not a natural language. It's a spiritual language. So here's the thing. This is an activity not of your mind. This is an activity of your spirit. Hallelujah. And I tell you, oh, glory to God. This is, this is the moment. And just as they did in the book of Acts that so we do tonight, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Say that a lot more so Hey, hey. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. David, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Receive the gift of God. Go ahead and let it loose. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Rondo Sosteneke, Hanekoroloso, Oh Rokotala Nesete. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Adenelon de Secotebo, Yade, Yalotorosa, Hadegelomoste. Thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. Judy, be filled with the Holy Spirit tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. George, my brother, be filled with the Holy Spirit tonight in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hey, hey, hey. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Every blockage removed and hindrance removed. Thank you, Lord. A new level of commitment. Yeah, hallelujah. A new level of commitment. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. My brother, the, the thing in your heart that the Lord has been dealing with you about, and you know you need to do something about 
If you just go ahead and, and settle that with the Lord and say, yes, I'll do what I need to do. I'll correct what I need to correct. <laughs> oh, man, the, the good days that are ahead. Hallelujah. The the places in God that you can go. But but there's places that, that he wanted to take you that he couldn't take you. But 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 if, if you just go ahead and surrender to him and say, Lord, I'm going to let you have your way. I'm going to let you be Lord. I'm going to let you have the say so in my life and call the shots in my life. If you do that, you're getting everywhere you need to go in him. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. My brother, we pray for you tonight in the name of the Lord Jesus. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Receive the gift of the Holy Spirit tonight. Hallelujah. Go ahead and, and the words that the Lord stirs up inside of you, you just speak those words out. Hallelujah. Fire, fire, fire. Baptized in the Holy Spirit and in fire. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Stirring up the gift. Stirring up the gift of God. Hallelujah. 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 Bless the name of Jesus. Bless the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Go ahead and stand with us tonight. Stand with us tonight. I encourage you right where you are. Go ahead and lift your voice and use the language God gave you. Pray in the spirit tonight right where you are. Glory to God. Charge your batteries tonight. Charge your batteries. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Drink of the Spirit. Drink of the Spirit tonight. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. We're going places in prayer, Lord. We're getting things done. Hallelujah. We're getting things done that, 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 that need to be accomplished in the spirit. And Lord, we believe you're helping us. We believe that when we don't know how to pray or what to pray for as we ought, that the spirit helps us. The biggest weakness we have is maybe not knowing what to pray as we ought to pray for it. Not knowing what's out there in the future or maybe not even knowing what's happening today that we need to pray about but the spirit helps that weakness inside of us the spirit helps that weakness and works together with us hallelujah and helps us to pray out what needs to be prayed out hallelujah oh glory 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 hey 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 hallelujah oh glory to god Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hey, hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Yeah. Hallelujah. You never thought you would hear these words in church. But, but Bruce, as I was looking at you here tonight, I heard three words inside of me. Drink more often. <laughs> Drink more often. Drink more often. Drink of the Spirit. Drink of the Spirit. Drink of the Spirit. It's the solution to things that can't be solved any other way. <laughs> Drink more often. Drink more often. Come on, somebody say, I never thought I'd hear those words in church. Drink more often. Because you're not drinking. You're, you're not being drunk with wine. Like Ephesians said, you're, you're being filled with the Spirit. Glory to God. It's doing something on the inside of you. It's changing things that can't be changed any other way. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hey, hallelujah. 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 Oh, yeah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Well, I got to tell you, we're not rushing anybody out of here tonight. But I, I, I'm just going to go ahead and say this. Keep in mind what's going on and what's happening up ahead. We got a, that very special uh, 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 country and western dinner at the end of the month on the 31st. You can still sign up for that. Some small groups are still open. You can sign up for that. If you've got a gift to give tonight, whether you're giving by text or on the church website or you got a physical gift that you want to put in the offering tonight, you may do so right now. You don't have to go. If you want to stay and pray in the Holy Ghost some more, you just go ahead and do it. And if you need to go, then we love you. We'll see you Sunday. This is the only dismissal we're going to have tonight. So if you want to stay and pray, you stay and pray. Love you all. 